Hi, I'm Rachel Gazdick, and this is Formative, the podcast where today's leaders are interviewed by the leaders of tomorrow. Today, our guest is Matt Petrula, Senior Group Manager of Commercial Real Estate at M&T Bank. In addition to building his bank's commercial real estate portfolio throughout New York City, Matt serves on the Finance Committee of the Real Estate Board of New York. He's an active member of the Citizen Housing Planning Council, and is most importantly, a friend and supporter of New York Edge. My student co-host today is Lily from PS175 in the Bronx. Tell us about yourself, Lily. I'm 11 years old. I'm in sixth grade, and I have a little dog named Obi. And Lily, tell us about your favorite subjects in school, and what are some things you like to do in your spare time? My favorite subject in school is reading um, and writing, but I also enjoy science. My favorite thing to do, it, like when I'm at home, is sewing or knitting. I really enjoy that. And in the summertime, I love swimming. Are you excited to speak with Mr. Petrula? I'm very excited. Well, let's not wait any further. Let's bring in Matt Petrula into the conversation. Welcome, Matt, and thanks for being here. Thanks, Rachel. Hello. Nice to, nice to see you all. My first question is, if you could go back in time and show the people of medieval times one modern day thing, what would it be? Wow. Great question. I guess it would be an iPhone because it just, you know, everyone has their phone with them all the time. It's, it's probably way too important to, to each of us, but we, it's a lifeline in so many ways. And, but more than just, just, you know, speaking and texting and all that, it's the link to the entire world. It's the fact that, um, you know, I, I think of it in terms of when I was uh, your age and I wanted to look up something that I wanted to learn more about, I, you know, I would open an, an encyclopedia, which, of course, was outdated, you know, in many ways, five minutes after it was printed. And today that information is all available to everyone all the time and, and in, in its most updated form. Um, so that, that I would say just the, the power of having that knowledge at our fingertips is, is so incredible. Can you explain more about what you do as a senior manager in commercial real estate? Sure, sure. Excellent. Um, Good question. Um, So, you know, as you look around you, there are two main types of real estate, right? One is houses and the other is larger commercial buildings, right? And that could be anything from apartment buildings to uh, shopping centers to office buildings to uh, industrial buildings, all kinds of warehouses, things like that, right? The stuff you see on the side of the road, the stores, things like that. All of those stores and buildings and apartment buildings take a lot of money to build. And so a bank's role in that is to lend money to the people who are building it, the developers, to help them be able to create housing and stores and offices and all those things. And so that's that's what I do. My, my job at the bank is to manage a, a team of people who are lenders, who are we call them relationship managers, and they work with customers. When a customer calls and says that they want to buy or build a new building, we help them do that. We lend the money to help them do that. And is there like a certain amount of money that you can lend them? Is there like a certain stop point? Yes, absolutely. One of the, the most important things that, that we look at when we look at a new loan opportunity is you know a couple of things, right? One is you want to make sure that the person you're lending the money to has experience with that type of building, right? Whether that's building it new, whether that's owning and operating and, and renting the building out to, to tenants. And you also want to make sure that the amount of money you're lending them is a safe enough number that they can pay it back, that they're going to be able to, to pay it back. 
And so we, we, we ask a whole lot of questions. And I don't know if, if you've had any, you know, you've had any chance to see or work with spreadsheets, but we work with like uh, Microsoft Excel and we do um, spreadsheets that model the cash flows that the, the, what we think the buildings are worth and how much of a, of a mortgage, right? That's the loan that we give them, how much of a mortgage they can pay back without creating too much risk for the bank or for the customer. So what were your motivating factors for getting into real estate? What was the thing that made you say, okay, I really want to do this? Gee, you know, like you, I, I, I um, really like science. I was always pretty good with math. I think it was the fact that it sort of brought together some of those things. And, you know, there are other areas, for example, in banking, which are terrific, but less physical in nature. When you make a loan to build a new building and you go out to see that building being constructed, you end up seeing and learning more about engineering. And it's really, I found that very interesting. So it sort of brought a lot of different areas into, into play for me. So although my interest changed as I grew up, the core interests there, science and, and engineering and math, sort of still found their way. You know, I, my path ended up pulling those things in, I would say. When you were a kid, what high school did you attend? <laughs> I went to um, Farmingdale High School, which is on Long Island. And what were your grades like as a child? I was a um, like a B plus student. And what what type of kid would you say you were growing up? Were you shy? I was shy. I was more shy. I have an older sister who was very outgoing, and I was not outgoing. And I would say more more shy. How would you say that has impacted you? Like, have you kind of grown, have you like grown out of your shell or? I think so. I think so. I think um, maybe it's when I have to um, get up in front of a room of people and give a speech or talk about something at work that, you know, I, I get nervous. Um, I think most people do, but you, you, you find ways of um, kind of managing it and, and realizing that, gee, you know, I know this. I know this material. I know. I know what I'm talking about, and I, I I totally got this. But that doesn't stop you from from getting a little nervous at times. And I think that that I, I probably still uh, have a little bit of that. And what would you say were your role models as a child? Probably my parents, just because you know I knew them obviously better than than just about any anyone else. And they're both you know very hard uh, workers and caring people, and at you know working full time always made time for the family, for the kids. And so that that's um, a model of, I would say, of what I want it to be. So you said that your favorite subject was math and science. You really enjoyed that. What would you say would be your least favorite subject? <laughs> wow. Um, I guess if I'm going to be honest, it was social studies. <laughs> but I have to tell you, it's very important. It's much more important than I understood when I was 11. You realize that understanding different cultures, understanding how people communicate is very important. If I had to go back knowing what I know now, I'd have much more of an appreciation for, for social studies. How would you say in your career now, how would social studies have helped you? So much relates back to communication, right? And our ability to relate to each other and understand each other, right? And so in so many ways, understanding different cultures really helps to communicate more effectively with, with each other. And so that, that I think is why uh, it's important and how, how it's helped me. And in real estate or in any sense, what would you say was your proudest moment or most defining moment? 
great question. Wow. Um, you know, I, I'd say it, it's hard to pick a single single uh, example, but when someone in my group closes a, a new loan and maybe it's on on a construction project, and you know, two or three years later, that that building is completed. It's it's all built, and we've you know, in the process, we've helped create hundreds of new apartments for people to live in. And a big component of that actually is affordable housing for people. Obviously, you know, rent is very expensive and especially in New York where we all live is, is even more expensive than most places. And so helping someone build a building that provides homes to hundreds of families, including hundreds of, of uh, families who have lower income um, and helping them have a nice, safe uh, place to live, that feels pretty good. That's always a, that's always a proud moment. Has there ever been times where you've had a challenging customer or a challenging colleague that you've been working with? Sure, sure there are. Um, you know what? We're we're pretty lucky. Um, that was a great question. <laughs> that we are pretty lucky that we um, we have some really good customers at the bank. And sometimes we do disagree with with customers on on things, or they have uh, difficulties paying us back, uh, or or because of COVID. Right? I mean. That, that's a crazy situation. When you think about all the, the restaurants or other types of commercial businesses that have had a very hard time staying open, paying rent. Um, so yeah, we've had quite a few situations more, more recently where, where we've had to work closely to help our customers uh, be successful. And sometimes that looks different than you expect, but when you have a good open line of communication, and uh, everyone is looking to work toward the same goal of being successful. Sometimes that requires a little bit of patience. And how do you think um, patience helps you as a commercial real estate manager? Um, certainly there are times where in a job where you're, or in school where you feel stressed, right? Where you feel like, oh, I have so much to do and I have the, the paper due tomorrow and I have that test also. And, oh, how am I going to get it all done, right? And, and I think... In fact, you just made me think of a of a dadism back probably in maybe your age, maybe a little older, where I was thinking and stressed out about something and, and felt feeling like I had too much to do in, in a in too short a period of time. And he said, I remember his, him saying to me more than once, anything that's really complicated or when you have, feel like you have that type of thing, break it down into small steps and do one at a time knock those steps out and focus on that step, but not on the whole, because if you focus on the whole, you, you can very easily find yourself sort of feeling really stressed, really stressed out. And that has definitely helped me. And I think that that's part of what, where patience really helps you is to sort of, sort of slow down. You kind of take a deep breath. Sometimes when, when we make sort of quick judgments, quick decisions, sometimes those aren't the best decisions, right? Or at least for me is, is when I slow down a little bit, is where I find that I think more clearly and I can make a better decision. And what is some characteristic that you feel that it's very important for you to have? I think, um, and it's something you have, is curiosity. Wanting to ask questions and to learn, I think that that will always be very important, no matter what, what you choose in a career. Choosing something that you're passionate about, something that you really enjoy doing, because when you when you enjoy doing something, you uh, naturally will, will work harder at that thing. And, and it doesn't feel so much like work 
Um, it feels more like somewhere, something more like a hobby. I'm sure you, you, as we talked about before, you have some subjects that you really, you really enjoy. Uh, and I bet you, you're pretty good at those areas and at those, at those classes. And it kind of makes you want to do more of it and learn more. And, and that's important. And that's, um, so that sort of identifying those spots that, that kind of make you tick, sort of follow those things and work hard at them, right? That's the important thing. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where would you say you'd be? So hard to say, but I can tell you what's important to me is that I'm working in a job where I feel like I'm, I learn every day, where... Um, you know, I work with hardworking people who, who all feel like we're part of the same team. You know that feeling, Lily, when, when you um, score a goal in soccer or, or something like that, and you feel great, but you also feel great for the team, right? And you, you just won. There's, there's some of that that's important to me. Now, not every job and not every person has the same feelings like that or values like that. But for me, that's important is to be in, in a job where, where I'm working with other people. And when we, when we win something, when, they, when we have some sort of success, that it's a shared success and everyone is, is feeling really good about it. What would you say is success to you? What would you say is something that if you have already achieved or if there's something that you still wish to achieve, what is something that you feel is success? Wow. That is a good question, Lily. Um, Okay. So we talked a lot about my career and so some of the things that, that I look to do and what I, you know, the roles that I like, that I enjoy and what makes me feel successful, right. Which is being part of a team and, um, uh, and all of that. But I'd say outside of that, I have uh, a wife and I have two kids and my kids are um, a reflection of, of me, right? Of me and my wife. And, and so their success feels like a success for me. And my daughter is a, a, a um, registered nurse at a hospital and my son is a college student and they're both really hard workers and really good people. And they, they want to help people and they're they're nice kids. They're, they're just good people. And that to me is a real, the, probably the thing I'm proudest of. So that's, that's success to me. And during your career, did you have any thoughts of choosing a different job, choosing a different path or changing from real estate to a different career? You know, I think for me, it's, um, it, it's sort of a passion. It's something I enjoy. Um, and I, I, I always like to continue learning, but there's a lot of different places you can take what I do. You know, it could be building homes. It could be building office buildings. It could be building shopping malls or sports arenas. It could be all kinds of things like that. So for me, it's been it's varied enough that I was able to um, keep it interesting for myself by exposing myself to new things, learning, always learning about new parts of my business. Is there anything that you see either now or that something in the past that you could improve on? For sure. Definitely. Um, I, I probably could have kept up on my Spanish uh, in a way that I, it would have been more useful for me today. That's, that's such a, you know, whatever language you, you choose or languages that you choose, that's a real asset. You know, I, I, I played some different instruments growing up and unfortunately, I didn't stick with any of them. And I probably, and I really should have, it would have been a nice thing to be able to, um, to play guitar today, but I really, 
I, I've kind of lost those skills. So things like that, I, I think uh, I think I could have could have done a better job of of maintaining. What would you say was one of the most important things that you learned from being a child? Um, I think it's to um, maybe be patient and try to be a good listener, which is not always easy, but it's important. And when you're in a situation where maybe it's an argument or maybe you're just you have a point of view on, on something, it's very easy to stop listening and, and focus on your own or think about what it is you want to say next. And then, and that's when you find yourself, that's when I find myself not listening as well as I should be. And, and, and someone said to me, uh, or, or I was in a, I took a class um, recently as an adult um, in, in business. And they, and one of the, the, the lines was, you don't own the truth. And so, and everyone has this sort of sense of what the truth is right in their own head. And, but no one, no one particular point of view is, is the one right point of view, but we all sort of feel like ours is right. And so trying to remember that when you're talking to someone and about anything or, or disagreeing, that's important because that's when you really start to, to hear and understand each other better is when you sort of let go of that and understand that the other person is thinking about it in a different way and, and might hear something that you say through a different, a different filter. So the question that we ask all our guests, uh, Matt, is if you could go back in time and speak to yourself when you were 13, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself today? Hmm. Um, to um, work hard, to ask a lot of questions, to always surround yourself with people who are going to benefit you in the way that that they broaden your horizons that there are people from different backgrounds and people who have who who don't look just like me and who don't think just like me because because that's the thing that sort of enriches you um, as a person and make smart decisions and do what's right Matt, that was so much fun. Thank you. That was awesome. Lily, you rock that. I have to tell you, you, I would offer you a job. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. And everything, you know, we talked a lot about communication. You got it down. (laughs) Holy cow. I I learned from you today, Lily. So thank you. (laughs) You are incredible. So thank you for doing this. Thanks for inviting me. This was really a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Formative. I'm your host, Rachel Gazdick, CEO of New York Edge. My co-host today was Lily from PS175 in the Bronx. She was assisted by Jesse Cowan. Our guest today was Matt Petrula, Senior Group Manager at MNT Bank. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Race Car. The show is produced and story edited by Charlotte Moore Lambert, post-production and original music by Garrett Tiedemann, Production manager, Gabriella Montekin. Executive producer, David Hoffman. Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.